0: The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. SeaDeck features non-absorbent, closed-cell, PE, EVA blended foam that delivers the perfect combination of comfort, safety, and style. For more information, check out www.seadek.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K dot com. Your boat deserves SeaDeck. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma and a command of his audience, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the Noise of the North himself. Oh yeah. Dano the Mano. Hello everybody and thank you for tuning in to episode 125 of the Golden Mike Podcast. As always, I am the Noise of the North, Dano the Mano. This time I'm recording back in the temple of Noise North and beautiful Northbrook, Illinois. It's hot, it's muggy, it's raining on and off, but now it's time for your bi-monthly dose of audio sunshine. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Roswell Marine and Roswell's all-new R1 Pro Tower speakers. Can you guys believe that my own grandmother called me the other day and wouldn't stop going on about how these speakers feature the world's first LED color-changing RGB translucent housing and how sweet it would look on her new boat. Well, I guess Grandma Mano saw how sweet they looked outfitted on the Roswell G23 on Roswell's website, and she got super stoked. She kept asking me if I could pull some strings and get her some. I told her. All she had to do was head over to roswellmarine.com, and she could order them for herself and make the girls in her canasta group jealous. Grandma, I know you're a little hard of hearing, so that website again is www.roswellmarine.com, roswellmarine.com. Speaking of Roswell Marine, we've got an amazing show for you today. That's right, Rusty Malinowski, longtime Roswell rider. He's here with us. In fact, I was actually there with him him, Rusty was kind enough to welcome me into his home and let us record there. Some of you remember that we did have Rusty on the show for episode 113, the one where I it from the 2019 Boat Show. Rusty was really bummed that I didn't have him on the episode number 100, and I said, hey, well, let's do episode 125. That's kind of a milestone Well, ever since then, I've been dying to get him back on the show for a proper sit-down interview, and we finally did it. You guys also maybe remember that Rusty was one of the first 10 people on the Golden Mike podcast. Of course, that's available all the way back in the archives on iTunes and SoundCloud and noiseofthenorth.com. Make sure you go back and listen. But before we get into it with Rusty, I just wanted to remind everyone That you can listen to and share the Golden Mike Podcast on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, and a wide array of podcast listening apps on Android devices, as well as my very own website, NoiseOfTheNorth.com. You can also follow the Golden Mike Podcast on Facebook, follow me personally. On Instagram at DanoTMano and on Twitter at TheGoldenUnderscoreMike. You can stay up to date with all the latest and greatest Golden Mike podcast news. Also, if you are a fan of this show and a fan of getting free swag, stuff we all get, boy, do I have some good news for you. If you head over to iTunes right now or anytime and write a five-star review for this show, the Golden Mike Podcast, I will automatically send free swag straight to your doorstep. I'm talking hats, t shirts, magnets, so much more at absolutely no cost to you. All you got to do is take a screenshot of your review once it posts and then send it over to goldenmike at That's my email address. Now it seems like it's pretty simple, pretty easy. But it's all up to you. If you want the swag, you guys definitely need to write the review and get the email over to me. Guys, I cannot wait to fill you in with what's been going on the past couple of weeks. It's been absolutely crazy. I just got back from the Malibu Boats Rider Experience Central at Wake the Desert in San Angelo, Texas. And it was so hot down there. It was Wake the Desert's 20th anniversary, and it was awesome seeing top amateurs and professional riders, wakeboarders and wake surfers all over there interacting with each other, sharing tips, inspiration, pro team riders from Malibu boats, Chad Sharp, Brian Grubb, Tara Mikasich, who gets a huge shout out for winning the pro women wakeboard division at Wake the Desert, and other Malibu top pro riders hung out. And they rode demos all weekend. And it was a huge turnout of Texas riders. Very impressive. If you guys are interested in keeping up to date with all WWA events, make sure you check out their website at the WWA.com. They have plenty of live updates on all events, rankings, riders, and many, many more announcements. Speaking of announcements, West Rock, Wake Park, and, well, My not-so-backyard-but-backyard of Rockford, Illinois, just announced the winners of their inaugural Keys to the Cable contest. For those of you who are not familiar, West Rock Wake Park put on this awesome outside-of-the-box contest that had people all over the world producing their own 60-second Instagram edits for a chance to win one private day at West Rock Wake Park for them and 10 of their closest friends. Travel and lodging paid for, plus a ton of other perks. Now, to me, that sounds like a perfect day. What was so cool about this contest was the parameters they set. They really wanted riders to get creative with their submissions, so they created a more encouraging and equal set of rules, opening up the contest to anyone. Now, I'm not just bringing this up because I'm located you know, an hour away from West Rock and I have a special place in my heart for it. I'm talking about it because I really do think this was a unique contest idea. It's a very cool variation on other video contests I've seen. And again, it encourages people to grab their friends and hit their local parks and to change up their riding style a little bit, you know? Hopefully this is the start of a whole new contest trend. It's just always seen how people get different out there, especially in the industry, baby. That's what I'm all about. Something else that caught my eye on Instagram was that the ICAST 2019, the world's largest sport fishing trade show, went down last week in Orlando. And you're like, Dano, fishing? Isn't this show about toad water sports? Well, our good friends and sponsors over at CDEC were there. They were talking with Florida Governor rick desantis about the captains for clean water organization if you guys live near south florida then you already know how important this organization is their goal is to help clean up lake okeechobee by restoring its natural flow back into the everglades and the florida bay check out their site captainsforcleanwater.org to learn more and a big shout out to CDEC for all their support on that end I also wanted to mention that National Pass the Handle Day is coming up on July 21st this weekend. I was actually fortunate enough to hang out with Mr. Pass the Handle himself, Robbie Moshup. Of course, Robbie was on the podcast somewhere around 30 or 40 episodes ago. Anyways, he flew out to Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, home of the world-famous Twin Lakes Corn Fest, held on August 16th and 17th, also where myself, Eric Ruck, Anthony Monaco, Kevin Michael... Travis Robinson, so many more industry heads where we all started water skiing and growing up at. Robbie and I were able to take out five new wake surfers and then seven others who maybe had some water skiing background or some wake surfing background, but not much in the wake surf department out on beautiful Lake Mary. And we taught them the fundamentals and finer points of wake surfing. Everybody had a blast, and it just goes to show how much fun it can be giving folks a chance to experience the sport we love. And they couldn't have asked for a better teacher than Robbie himself, Mr. Pass the Handle. He's been home in North Carolina and, of course, traveling around the country, taking hundreds of first-timers behind the boat and inspiring other people to do the same. If there were 10 people in each state willing to do a fraction of what Robbie does, I guarantee you this sport would grow exponentially, my friends. And Robbie wasn't done yet. He also stuck around to volunteer at the local Aquanut Adaptive Clinic. A big shout-out to Sue Ritchie for helping put on one of the oldest and long-lasting adaptive programs in the country. Robbie was able to help teach and facilitate in helping veterans learn how to water ski, which I'm sure meant a great deal to him because he actually works with a group responsible for making adaptive cages For adaptive riders and skiers so he was able to see his gear in action while he was out there doing his part to make sure the riders had a great time. And if the man hadn't done enough already, He also showed up for our lake cleanup day earlier in the week. A group of us got together with a little help from our sponsors at O'Brien, WSIA, and Twin Lakes Marine. And we were able to get on our paddle boards and get our hands dirty by removing some of the unwanted trash from Lake Mary out there in Twin Lakes. Well, you guys know National Cleanup Months are in May and in October, and National Pass the Handle Day is July 21st, but let me tell you a secret, you can really do those things at any time, and if you're listening to this podcast right now, I only assume that you're an ambassador to the sport, and you know, we don't just want to wake responsibly, we want to lake responsibly, that's right, I just coined that. I've been talking about this program, Wake Responsibly, for well over a year now because it means so much to me and our industry. I appreciate everyone who rides 200 feet away from the shoreline, stays away from docks, utilizes the entire lake over just running repetitive passes, and of course plays their music at reasonable volumes. I really appreciate everyone who's gone on to the WakeResponsibly.com website and taken the Wake Responsibly compliance exam Ace it and gotten their free sticker. It doesn't take a few people to wake responsibly, folks. It takes everyone to help the sport we love. And speaking of dudes that love this sport, it's about time we get into our interview with the legendary bone crusher himself, Rusty Malinowski. know, I've known Rusty for over 15 years now, and I've seen him grow and mature into one of the most prominent riders in the entire sport. He's really gained the respect of the industry, and for a good reason. He's the first rider to ever land a 1080 in a competition. His collection of awards is insane, and even though he's currently not doing many traditional wakeboard contests these days, people are still drawn to his every move. So without further ado... Let's get into it right here on the Golden Mike Podcast, baby. Oh, yeah, the bone crusher, Rusty Malinowski. Let's get into it, man. It's been a long time, and uh, last time I actually caught up with you, we were at the Chicago Boat Show, and it was great. It was winter season. You were off the water, but I know you're back at it. What's, what's new?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely different. Um, yes, definitely, you know, not that there's much big changes, but definitely different times throughout a guy's career and different, you know, focuses on certain things and, you know, hundred percent competing is, is not where my focus is, but, you know, getting to work with all my sponsors and, and the brands that, su- that support me doing boat shows, like you sh- said, being in Chicago, um, you know, having the opportunity now to do um, Hyperlite team trip coming up, a lot of work with Rathy for the rockstar stuff. So we're, you know, we're, we're still definitely riding a lot and very active on the water, but it's 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 just more enjoyable now than ever. It's uh, less pressure than ever, and um, my body feels good, and I, I still have a lot of fun out there, and I, I feel like I can still wakeboard really good, and it's um, it's it's just a lot of fun to be out on the water. Um, had a little beef going with steel, called them out, and uh, turned into a really fun uh, double-up, you know, A double-up head-to-head with me versus steel and just big straight up just biggest air he 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 cracks huge double-ups and um you know I never really thought it was gonna like kind of turn into what it turned into but it was just one of those you know things where he posted something and uh I took a screenshot of it and I found a photo of me going really big and I put them side by side and I just texted to him and I was like, Hey, what's up? Me versus you biggest air, not best trick, biggest air landed thousand bucks. Are you in? And he like me back. He's like, I love it. And he called me and we, you know, came up with a game plan and basically, um, dead tie the first time, which is crazy because I mean, just crazy that we legitimately frame counted the exact same and went back out again had parks driving us some like triple up kinks that were insanely big and uh we were getting into some really big double ups and ended up uh beating the young buck and it was it was just a lot of fun it was refreshing something different it was uh not a lot of pressure just a good time on the water we're going to
0: talk all about that stuff and i kind of want to um go back and sort of Um, touch on on some of the stuff that you that you were talking about there to start with and that's um, the the filming in the past you've been so ultra focused on on tournaments and contests and whatnot did that ever hinder in the past like um, you know what you were able to put into say like video sections or like like web edits or anything like that
1: yeah definitely you know in the past when I I just grew up competitive whether it was hockey motocross no matter what just growing up as a kid it was always competing so when I came into wakeboarding it was never never a free ride motion for me or anything like that it was I want to be the best at wakeboarding that was it and that's just how I grew up and you know you you line up on on your dirt bike and the gate drops and you race 20 minutes and you want to win that's a way to measure yourself against others 100 percent. and you know at the time for me coming into wakeboarding that it was no different mindset for me it was i'm gonna wake up earlier because i know you're not doing that and i'm gonna ride four times because you only rode three times and i'm going to do this trick 10 times in a row without falling so that it's you know, burnt into my brain, muscle memory, what, whatever it is. That's just, that's how my mentality was when I was, you know, coming up in wakeboarding. I just, I wanted to win every event I went, went in and I wanted to be the best. So was there like a time
0: that you'd say, or uh, in general, like maybe where you didn't think like video parts or web edits or stuff like that was nearly as important as say, like winning a contest?
1: Yeah, 100%. In the early stages of my career, I didn't care about filming a video part whatsoever. I cared about training all week long, getting on a plane, going somewhere, and winning that event. That was it. So, It, like, was, it was a chance to make a lot more money. It was a chance to be the best that day at what I do, and um, it's what drove me.
0: How much do you miss competing right now?
1: Yeah, it it is it is something that I miss. Like that that wake up daily motivational drive to be out there and practicing and getting everything so dialed and mentally being so strong that you, you know, that you don't crack under pressure when you watch someone else just absolutely kill it and you're like, wow. You, you know, you have to, you know, you have to think to yourself, well, that's, that's why you've done this many hours and years and decades of this because you need to do it right now. But yeah, I do miss, I do miss that side of, side of things. It's like that, you know, jumping off the dock and your legs feel like rubber, but then it's over and you killed it and you're so stoked and it's like the best feeling ever. And then there's the, you've miss a handle and you're sitting in the water thinking like wow what a joke i'm like done you know your your weekend is over you're bummed but i think all the all the wins and all the great times it's like it's so that feeling is it's it's you can't really replace that when you competed at a very high level and won at a very high level there's something about that that just normal stuff day to day is you, it's it's just different when you've had a taste of that what
0: do you what do you think about the competition these days because obviously just in the last three or four years um you know the landscape has definitely changed and what it takes to win a contest in wakeboarding has changed do you like the direction of the contest
1: scene right now i mean i can't i can't deny the level of riding that i i, I want to say like six or seven guys but it's probably more like 12 to 15 guys that could win an event on any given day right now um they're they're all so insanely good behind the boat and consistent and it's not just like one double flip or two it's like three now and a 1080 like uh cory uh i got to watch watch him compete at the masters and his like winning run was like insane you know like maybe it was like third trick he goes or second trick toe 10 like talk about being confident and talk about like saying f it like i'm gonna do this and then toe 10 and and do it and and beat harley and nick and tony and dowdy and all these other dudes that can do the most insane runs as well. Like, it, the, the level right now with, with that group of, group of guys is, um, it's insane.
0: I mean, I just can't ever remember a time in wakeboarding where you watched more guys go out and consistently stand up these tricks. I just don't remember a time.
1: Yeah. 100%. You could watch a finals and say it's an eight man final, at least four dudes were falling, like, enough to where it, they were like, had no chance of winning now the poor judges have to sit in the boat and dissect six perfect runs and some dudes getting fourth that didn't fall and did two double flips but his one was a little sketchy or he kind of slipped a grab on his heel nine or so or something like that i mean it's it's crazy.
0: You haven't necessarily said that you're done competing. Like, okay, so are you are you done competing? And if not, like, what what kind of events does it take to bring a guy like you out?
1: I'm definitely not, like, ever going to say I'm done competing because I'm not. The, the thing that I enjoy most about wakeboarding is I love hitting double-ups. I always have. This isn't, like, a new thing for me that I'm, like, trying to – spark something up. But now legitimately, that's all I do. And I love it. It's so much fun. Um, I hope that we have the opportunity to do a few double up events because that, that is for sure something I want to be involved in. I would say the straight up wake behind the boat contest probably won't see me do that. But anything... You know, outside the box, a little different, something with some new ideas, for sure. I'd love to be a part of that.
0: You're at the point in your career, and I don't know if you feel it like this when you're out there wakeboarding, but whether you sign up to compete at a contest or you're riding like a demo, you're the kind of guy that everybody's gonna come run down to the shoreline to kind of watch what you do. It's like almost every time you're out there, and I don't know if this takes any of the pressure off of you, but it's like almost every time you're riding, and I felt like this for years, it's like, you're just out doing a demo, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's just cool, man. It's like, maybe it's getting older too. You just, you just start to observe a little bit more and realize how truly lucky you are to be able to do something. That's like something you love. And that's a lot of fun versus maybe necessarily not, you know, waking up and being like, damn, I got to do this or do that. So I guess with age comes, you know, you learn, you learn to uh, appreciate things more. And um, I'd say I've been doing that a lot more in the, in the past or recently. Yeah. So like,
0: would do you, do you ever like wish you could like turn back the time and, and take maybe a different approach at wakeboarding in general, because you were, and, and I don't think this is offensive to say, but I think you were at a time like, Probably the most serious rider out there. You were a guy who, if you did go down, there was two different times. There was a time when if you went down in a final and I walked past you, I wouldn't talk to you. And then there was a time, you know, later in your career where if you went down in a final, it was like, okay, you know, you're cool. You could deal with it. You know what? You, you kind of yeah, get what I'm saying?
1: hundred percent. There was like the me and Phil times where he was just so always perfect like and he was so quick to adjust something just enough to beat you like he could do hit like off the double up when we used to get double ups in the final and he just knew that if he did a back five off the double up he would win because he had that when there was like that period where you had to do certain amount of spins flips blah 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 and he was so quick and he could do so many different tricks and he he was like so hard to beat then. And it was so frustrating because I'm a competitor and he was freaking
0: on point. But did you ever want to, did you like, did you ever, well, yeah, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I got
1: like Phil a lot. Like I, I have respect for Phil and I like him, but he was just as a competitor. I wanted to beat his ass. So, but like, it, but did you, how
0: did you want it to go down? Did you like, cause I've always kind of wondered this, like watching these guys. And I feel like now you like go to the masters and you watch the wakeboarders and everybody wants everybody to fully stand up their run. Like, I seriously don't feel like anybody's throwing like, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe You're it's wrong. just wrong. It, 100%. Me, I don't know. It's just how I feel and the way it, it kind of comes across to Every me. Every
1: single one of those insanely talented dudes on, in the finals at master's. Wants to win is so bad, of course. They want the other guy to do good too, but you just want to do a little bit, yeah.
0: But when you come to the contest, <laughs> but knowing is good how good Phil is and how good Harley is, and knowing that your trick sets are different like, okay, you because like right now, if you go to a contest, you like say, okay, so Corey Tunison has multiple. Uh, double flips, multiple mob fives, the ten eighty, and multiple nine hundreds. Okay, so you're looking at this. Which, what run can you personally do, knowing that you don't have those same tricks? It, what What do you do? Like, you, do you have- just wish for him to fall, or do you, oh. <laughs> or do you come in with an idea of an of a run put together that could, you know, beat that, or at least put the real pressure on that?
1: It legitimately is a guy like me would have to have for sure one double flip and then you'd have to just ride much differently than the rest of those guys. Cause right now they are all pretty much doing the same stuff.
0: But rivalry wise, like when when it was like you and Phil, did you like were, so you are literally sitting on the dock wishing for him to fall, or did you oh. have the run like that? You were like, because for me again, I want to see everybody land their tricks in final, and I also and I hate to say because I'm sorry about you judges because it's gonna you know make their jobs a whole heck of a lot harder, but I want to see everybody go out there grab the board exactly how they came out here because there are times where I see somebody make it into finals and they go out and put a run on, it's like well dude. What were you thinking? You had to go for broke and you didn't, buddy.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I I mean, you're not sitting there being like, fall, 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 fall. But if Phil fell, I was like, whew, cool. Because now the pressure is is off a lot. Phil stands up 100%. Now I have to do my run perfect to beat him. Perfect. No screw. Not 100% perfect. Because Phil was always almost perfect every time he he competed so the only way i could beat phil was to be a little different than him and be perfect
0: would you consider like your and
1: phil's rivalry like one of the greatest of all time
0: like in wakeboarding
1: no i don't i don't see it like that at all i don't i've never even considered that rivalry that word with phil sure because he was he won he won more than me he won like he won at least 60% of the events. And then it's not like I won 40. Yeah, but you definitely was got a, some big ones in definitely, there. But, I mean, it wasn't like, there was, yeah, there was a couple of years where it was like me or Phil only. But for the most part, there was like, it was probably Phil. Then maybe me, maybe I don't know there was there was more than just me and Phil right for sure and Phil did win m- most of the events but I definitely got a few of the big ones that like were that hold weight today like two time two time worlds that was that's great you and know what master's I mean Those champion are, I mean some right, yeah.
0: u s nationals as well like some big events in there
1: yeah the the one that the one event that stands out in my mind that is it and I just laugh about it but it was like I think it was my last masters that I competed in, and I rode really, really good, and I was like I was pumped i I rode awesome, I landed a ten eighty off the double up, it was like money perfect and uh harley Harley went out and had his best like up until that point. Up until that point, it was his best run ever. I think he did, like, a double tantrum, a double half-cab, and then he did a double back roll off the double-up, and he got 100. And it was like, I got second, which was, you know, it was sick, but it was like, man. Okay, hey, so I want
0: to ask you about that that? day. (laughs) So that was crazy, okay? So Harley, when he did that, and I'll never forget it, because that was one of my most, uh, like memorable moments announcing ever you doing the 1080 then Harley coming through doing that run and then it was Phil's turn to hit the water but they'd already announced Harley's perfectly scored 100 point run and Harley wasn't even last off the dock
1: see do you you know that I don't even recall Phil being like I don't remember Phil being there yeah because it was I was so pumped on my performance and like sticking that 10 and stuff and it was just It was sick like I was like I kind of thought like okay like Harley screws up a little bit I'll I'll win because you know I think that was like Phil was he wasn't doing doubles so I knew I kind of I kind of thought I had Phil covered regardless with my run even if he had like a sick run but then Harley just smashed it and he Got 100.
0: All right, so, Rusty, I wanted to talk to you. Something that you'd mentioned earlier was the wake beef and uh, you and Steel Lafferty. Obviously, that was manufactured wake beef. You and him are actually good boys and stuff like that, right? You guys are actually good boys, right?
1: Yeah, I've always loved Steel. He, like, since he was a young kid, super respectful. Very. You
0: just had to put him in his place this time.
1: Well, I mean, he did post a photo that was in a very insanely big shot of him and the reason that this all started was this is this is the truth and this is the first time that people will know this that i seen he had like 100 comments or something i read i read this one comment and this dude wrote something like rusty Melanovsky used to be my favorite double up rider but i think you just took his place and i was like all right buddy all right and um that's when I screenshotted his photo and my photo and sent him the text saying like, what's up. And then of course I had to say like, put a thousand bucks in there to like, you know, be, let's do it for real. Like let's make it so it matters. Like you don't want to lose a thousand bucks. I don't want to lose a thousand bucks. So let's put something on the line. So you're going to put yourself on the line and go for it.
0: So, so this is like basically completely funded by you and steel yourselves. Like no sponsors are really involved in this or anything.
1: Not till later on till like I started messing with them a bit on social media, making some funny posts and stuff. And, um, then he was doing the same. And then a couple of outside, uh, people came in and wanted to, you know, get involved. So it really was just, me sitting there early in the morning before like it was like 4 30 in the morning before i went to the gym and i seen this and i sent him that text and um it kind of like blew up into something that i didn't ever really think anything about it
0: so let's talk about the first matchup you guys had so who actually drove the boat for you
1: we drove each other which was fine because you're just trying to connect on the biggest double up it's not like if steel drove a double up that was unhittable that's what I really want I want a double that's huge so it wasn't like a bad idea but second time around having parks drive for both of us was probably a better idea
0: Russ what do you think of the um current like direction of of the industry and I mean obviously it's at, like it's subjective where it's going and what it's what it's doing and stuff like that but just kind of your thoughts
1: yeah it's definitely in a place where none of us that have been around for a long time probably ever seen it going i mean from when i started to where we are now so many things have changed i mean wake surfing is so so big and it's so easy for you to get someone behind the boat and get them up on a board and wake surfing so people love it and that's, and that's fine. That's great. Like I, I love that Mastercraft sells more boats than ever. I love that hyperlights numbers are bigger than ever. And if it's because people are standing on a surfboard, 10 feet behind the boat, or they're standing on a wakeboard, you know, 75 feet behind the boat. Either way, people are spending money getting on the water and, uh, we're able to still do this. What are your thoughts? Because you
0: don't come from the water ski background. You were pretty much a hardcore wakeboard guy, and you were into it. And here's the deal. It's like I've been to WSA. I know the numbers are still there. So there, wakeboards are still selling. People are still selling. But uh, people are still coming to events. But there's just something that's, um, that's a little bit different. What do you think is kind of missing from the, the wakeboard side of things, maybe compared to like when we were growing up, if you have any idea?
1: I mean, it, that, that is a tough question because I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I know that everyone's staring at their phone now. So it's kind of has to be really exciting and important for me to convince you to drive somewhere, pay for this, sit in the sun, and sit there for five hours. So I don't know. I think it, it's getting harder and harder to you know, get someone to commit to actually going to do something now. <laughs> Is that like no, like events or events clinics? Just, yeah, it's it's like that like I was saying earlier, it's like what's next? What's next? It's you know, this was cool. So now it's like, oh cool, I got a photo of Dano on the back of the boat. Okay, thanks, see you later. You know, I don't I don't need three hours with you because I got a photo with you and I think you're sick, so now I can brag to my buddies that, uh, me and Dano hung out sure. well, for please, 10 minutes, but I got a do photo that. that'll like bump me up, you know, 20 followers <laughs> at least in like 15 minutes. So but when's the last it. time, like, and if you have someone come up to you, they don't like if, if they were like, Hey Rusty, can I get a photo? And I was like, no, you can't get a photo, but you want to shake hands and have a 10 minute conversation face to face.
0: They probably wouldn't It'd be able like, to what do what? <laughs> You know, know
1: what it. I mean? But it's like, of course, you know what I'm saying? Though? Yeah, but it's, do
0: you want to do that either right now? I mean, well, you're probably, I mean, like. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's
1: it's, it's it's, it's to that point where it's just like, how cool is this? Boom, take a photo onto the next one. You're you
0: probably know? almost ready to have a conversation like the old days, you know, with people instead of just the whole, okay, I don't even need to talk to you. I got my photo. We're famous. Boom, done.
1: Yeah, I think it would be. I think it would be um, interesting to, um, you know, talk to your fans and actually talk. Yeah. So you
0: heard it right there, guys. Russ is, Russ wants you to approach him. He wants you to converse to him. Talk. He, it takes ten minutes for a photo these days, right? We'll go five. Five minutes. <laughs> Hey, hey, quick interjection, folks. I want to jump in here and say how awesome it's been watching Rusty evolve as an athlete and his sponsor, Hyperlite, has been evolving right alongside him. Whether you free ride, contest boat, or cable ride, Hyperlite provides you with the absolute highest quality equipment guaranteed to take your riding experience to that next level. Hyperlite and its team of dedicated shapers, riders, and manufacturers pour thousands of hours into researching and developing their products in order to stay at the forefront of our ever-changing sport. Head on over to Hyperlite.com, that's H-Y-P-E-R-L-I-T-E.com to keep up with all their latest products, videos, and news. And when you're there, do yourself a favor and click on the shop local link to find a licensed Hyperlite dealer Near you. You'll be stoked you did. Hyperlight the past, present, and future of wakeboarding. All right, so coming back into the interview, Rusty, I know you've had the opportunity to meet a lot of famous people in and out of the industry. One such person is UFC superstar. Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I'm curious, what's your relationship with him and how did you meet him? Wasn't it through Chad Sharp or something like that?
1: Yeah, actually, Chad Sharp met uh, Cowboy at the Denver Boat Show. And Cowboy bought a a, a brand new boat from the boat show. And Chad and him started, you know, talking and whatever. And I think Chad mentioned something like that that Rusty was like totally into the UFC blah 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 then Cowboy hit me up because Cowboy's super into wakeboarding and he hit me up and I was like yeah like this is insane because I'm a huge I was I'm a huge UFC fan first of all I love fighting and then obviously I knew who he was so I was like yeah dude whenever you want you should come to Florida we'll ride like he's like okay cool I get in at six tomorrow and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll pick you up. <laughs> Never like met him face to face, you know, and he flew in, picked him up. He came out to the house. We rode a bunch. And then his, his wife flew in and his, his wife and my wife are good friends. And it's just kind of one of those things. He's, so is he
0: like a gnarly dude or is he pretty? Cause obviously he's a gnarly fighter. You know, he's
1: like easily. I mean, talk about a longevity of a career. The guys fought like 40 fights and holds like so many records most wins most bonuses blah 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 he's got tons of huge huge records that will legitimately probably never be beaten but and he's and he's still fighting. and that's way chicago this coming weekend he fights tony ferguson basically wins this fight will he'll get a title fight at 155 i mean he just fought 30 days ago <laughs> he legitimately just fought Um, in Ottawa, Canada fought Al, um, 25 minute fight went all five rounds. He dominated, but I mean a 25 minute fight, you still take damage and he's just crazy enough to fight 30 days later and the UFC is all about it. And he's, uh, he's got a big fight coming up, like I said, in, in Chicago this weekend and I'll be there and yeah, he's, are you
0: going like as a guest of cowboy? Or well, are you going as a on, friend
1: of Cowboy? That's yeah, insane. No so,
0: yeah. so but I've been seeing like footage or photos, video, whatever, of Rodrigo Genoso. Yeah, um, at the fights, shooting photos of Cowboy, and then also like at Cowboy's gym, taking photos yeah. of Cowboy. So, what's yeah. going on there? Because I haven't had the chance to chat with Rodrigo.
1: Well, yeah, back in the day when Cowboy first came down, they did. I think the magazine we did a little thing with Cowboy and I, and um, Rodrigo shot it. So Rodrigo new cowboy from then and then a few whatever it was a few months ago rod had the opportunity to shoot some training stuff with cowboy and basically just kind of been doing more and more of that and rod obviously kills it and everyone loves rod and he's a good guy to have around and he's so talented with behind the the camera that um he's just he's getting some of the most, you know, memorable moments of Cowboys career right now. And it's, it's really cool.
0: I think it's pretty cool that you get to go and join in on all of it as well. I actually have a few Cowboy themed questions for some reason. I don't know. I just thought this might be some good content. You've already covered some of them, but these are quick fire. So you just like, boom, um, you already touched on how you met. Um, how long have you guys been friends?
1: Really long. Um, put it this way. When we were first friends, I had more followers than he did on Instagram.
0: How would you rate Cowboy's wakeboarding skills?
1: Way above average.
0: If you and Cowboy had to switch sports, who would do better?
1: We would both be at the bottom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Has Cowboy been to any wake events?
1: Not a full-on pro event, no.
0: Uh, Does Cowboy ever take any other fighters out on the water?
1: Yeah, his whole, like, his whole crew is all, you know, maybe not at his level of fighting, but they're all fighters, and, um, yeah, I think there's, I'm sure there's times where he takes other really good fighters out. And then finally, could Darren Shapiro make it in the UFC? He does a lot of jiu I know that. You never know.
0: All right, so, Russ, um, obviously, you're a family guy and we're getting close to the end here, and I do want to talk a little bit about family. I know it means a lot to you. You've named both of your um, uh, pro model wakeboards after your kids, Merrick and Cruz. Uh, What's going on with the family? Are the boys, do you have them wakeboarding? Are they into riding behind the boat? Are they into any other sports? What's going on?
1: Yeah, definitely both, you know, my first pro model board with Hyperlite, it's like one of those things when you're at the beginning and all you could dream about is being a pro wakeboarder and then it happens then you're like oh it would be so sick to have your own pro model board and then you're like wow this is insanely hard to pick graphics wow this is really hard to name a board and at the time it worked out perfectly it was like the merrick the merrick it was it worked out great and then my next pro model i had cruise so it was like we'll call this the cruise and um yeah so that's that's kind of how it worked for the boards, but um Merrick's 11, Cruz is 5, about to be 6. Um they both uh you know, they both they're outside kids, they love to do all the activities. Merrick wakeboards, wake surfs, Cruz likes to tube more than anything.
0: And how do you uh, feel about that?
1: Yeah, it's like Dude, come on. I'm like, hey, why don't you do something cool? Like, like let's go wakeboarding, Merrick, and then I'll pull you on the tube. You know what I mean? But how are you
0: about that? Because, like, growing up, I wasn't even allowed to tube. I wasn't allowed to kneeboard or wakeboard, you know? I had to water ski. That was it.
1: I mean, what do you, what do, you do? Of course, you're like, whatever. You pull them on the tube. But, yeah, it's super annoying. Yeah. I mean, I would way rather them do any other thing than tube.
0: Do either of the boys have um, – like that, um, competitive edge, like, like you have, cause I know that I, I do remember Merrick competed in a couple of gravel tour contests here in Orlando, but that's been about it for, for wakeboarding wise. But I know he also, I see like through you and Lindsay's social media that he does some like other sports and stuff.
1: He like Lindsay's a traditional sports. She played, you know, college volleyball and her, her growing up was always, you know, basketball and baseball and everything. So, uh, Merrick's more traditional sports plays basketball, soccer. Um, Cruise is he is like Antifa. dad where he
0: wants to win?
1: Um, no, Merrick's like pretty mellow more. So, um, I think Cruz is still young, but I see a lot more of that with him. I think he'll be kind of the little bit squirrely one. Um, is that what they said about you growing up to oh, your yeah, big time, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's it's just a different age too now. Yeah, everything's sure. just different. I mean, unless you have your own kids, you 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 keep your own two cents to yourself because it's just a different world. You know what I mean? People if I, don't I have think kids. I know, well, they're not gonna be allowed to play Xbox. <laughs> no, man, it's crazy. It's so different. Um how I was raised, how my wife was raised and now where we are it's it's insane. It's a it's a different, you know, a different. they're world. lucky kids, lucky kids and unlucky kids, because I could like ride a bike to the grocery store and my parents didn't worry about me Yep. getting who knows what. Nowadays, it's like you got 17. I get things like to worry about a mini heart attack if I'm walking and I'm like, look back and I don't see one of my kids. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, I, I don't. I don't particularly like the way everything is nowadays. It's very scary, scary world out there with, um, not just, you know, I mean, in general, and then having your, your own children, so you worry more. So, uh, that, that part kind of sucks, but it we'll is see. what it is. We'll you know? see.
0: We'll get there. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like Russ and obviously, uh, you know, kind of like talking about, safety and family and everything like that i know that it, it was a while ago but i don't know if this has ever been talked about in too many places but you were uh, actually involved in kind of like an altercation and i i don't know if your family was there or not but it, it it's actually a pretty gnarly story it's like a story of almost like hit and run or something
1: yeah it was basically just a road rage deal that you know i wasn't even driving so it was people that, you know, heard about it, like assume that I was driving and, you know, it was F U F U fingers out the windows and it wasn't like that. You know, it's basically just a deal, dude wouldn't let us in, finally let us in and like slam on his brakes and blah blah blah. The kids are in the car. It's like Sunday morning. Um falls us into a gas station. I get out of the car to like be like, what's up? you know were like, you
0: like what's up or were you just like <laughs> what's up well i
1: wasn't like hey buddy how are you <laughs> hey um, neighbor i was like yo like you know you wanna you wanna well i mean your you, family you, was literally you were acting car. tough all right let's do it then what's the deal what do you want to do so what happens and then basically i just hear squealing tires and like i just immediately jump as high as i can and then the next thing you know like i went through like smashed into his windshield and flew up in the air and like fully flipping through the air like a ragdoll and somehow some way like land just like on my butt and back kind of didn't hit my head nothing broke my leg but like as soon as I like landed like didn't even know got up ran after the car he like fled and um then as like the adrenaline wore down a bit i was like ooh yeah Legs a bit sore, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, did they catch the guy? Good Samaritan followed the dude, found like called the cops. Or, er, tons of people called the cops, but this dude, like, s- followed back and seen where the dude, um, hit his, he hit his car in his backyard. Like, so he hid his car, yeah, like, hit pulled into his like backyard, like, opened the fence, put it back there, like, put a cover over the car, and then, um the cops came like later and arrested him.
0: Wow. So, I mean, that's a, that's like a pretty scary story, but like, does that put, that ever put things into perspective and did that change kind of the way you deal with situations like that now?
1: Yeah. I mean, looking back, it's like, what do you do? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I didn't really do anything. I mean, I stepped out of the car at the gas station, but this dude was following us. So it's like, all right, you know what I mean? But looking at it now, like he was crazy enough. Like he, like, was in a Mustang and like roasted the tires, like pinned the car and smashed me. So like, what if he had a gun and he said, screw it and pulled the trigger? I don't know. So I think it more like that. Like, yeah, that's crazy. And in my mind, it's like, that's pretty on, on par for me to like legitimately get smoked by a car and like stand up and run after him and be like, I'm good. I'm good, and have a broken leg. You know, I can laugh about it now, but it it, wasn't so funny then. No, it's like psychologically pretty hard. Like I've never like that's like a pretty heavy thing. You know, like someone like legitimately, whether however you want to put it, like tried to like kill me because if I wouldn't have jumped, I don't know what could have gotten smashed pretty hard. I would have what? Sure. What do you run over you or? That's what I mean. So luckily, or you know, I'm flying through the air. What if you? What if I didn't land on my butt? What if I landed on my head and then I'm like dead or broken neck or totally whatever. I don't know. So lots of like crazy scenarios, but at the end of the day, pretty on par for my story, I would and, say. And then
0: you ended up, and then what you ended up having to like basically ride a season with a broken leg or.
1: Well, I mean, broke my leg, had the cast, whatever. But to, if like, I'm being completely honest. My, like my ankle and leg there is like not good still like hundred percent. Like still messed.
0: Yeah. Super uh, bad. It's rusty. Uh, I'm going to give the, I'll give the visual right now. The audio visual Rusty's sitting here, like stretching out his poking his toes out. And it sounds like he's stretching a rubber band.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> that's gnarly dude. That, that, that legitimately is probably like the worst thing that, ever because it was so traumatic for like Merrick and my wife and Cruz was, you know, he, he wouldn't remember that, but you know, then I went to a pretty bad spot for a while and it wasn't, it wasn't good. Well, here you are. I mean, you're back at
0: it and I mean, dude, you're more on it than, than I, I, I don't know. I mean,
1: yeah, like everything's, I mean, who knows it, it, it's, you know, everything happens for a reason they say and, I mean, I guess I don't know that that was a a bad thing, but looking back now, sitting here, every, you know, things are better than ever and um maybe that had to happen for some other things to happen. So,
0: very good, man. Well, we're just glad you're all good, bro. Yeah. All, we're good. We're glad you're all good. All right, dude. Um, let's uh, let's close this thing out here by telling everybody first. Uh, the summer of 2019. I know you're traveling not nearly like you used to travel, but can anybody see you anywhere throughout the summer? Are you going uh, any trips or anything like yeah, that? Yeah,
1: we'll be on the Delta coming up next week for uh, Hyperlight. We'll be out there all week. I don't exactly know where. I'm not super good with the the Delta right Um, we'll just say on the west coast flying to sacramento so and then it's about an hour drive so um yeah i'll be doing some hyperlight stuff out there um be doing a few mastercraft things always working on things with rathy for rockstar so that's fun you got some any
0: any videos or any like web edits or anything like we we can not like a
1: full-on big one like the the one i did with rathy a couple years ago now like i think it was like three or four minutes but nothing like to that extent, but, um, we're always getting clips. So there'll be, um, a little Instagram edits. How's that? Very Cause good. That's what we have to do now. Yes. Keep, keep our
0: fix <laughs> going, bro. I need it. I need more. I need more 15 second videos so I can exactly just, just keep filling my brain with more content. Um, all right, Russ, so everything seems to be going good with, with Hyperlight. uh, any shout outs to the sponsors or anything like that?
1: Yeah, obviously, like I said before, Mastercraft, um, doing great, been with them since two, late 2005, so i seen a photo actually, um, it was like a welcome to the team, it was in 2006, <laughs> so... Quite insane. a while ago. Time flies, yeah. bro. So obviously, Mastercraft and Hyperlight and Rockstar and Body Glove and Roswell—they're like the best dudes ever. And hey,
0: I saw some really cool Body Glove uh, items. Yeah, in Yeah, my your yard. all my
1: Body Glove inflatables. That's what my kids love to do most—is go on these giant surfboards and kayaks. And I mean, that's that's, that's
0: literally a 15-foot-long kickboard.
1: I like, was pulling them, pulling that behind the boat with them. it looks awesome
0: dude yeah it looks so fun Uh, oh my
1: my i actually from getting hit by a car i got a a new hookup with my boys at space brace really good ankle braces so that's there's a a positive very good (laughs) all right well
0: send some send some my way too bro you need one maybe i got cracky ankles sometimes (laughs) you know all right very good so russ everybody uh sponsors there let's uh touch on social media
1: yeah just Best way for me is just Rusty Melanovsky on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. It's just my name. I'm so glad I actually thought of that. I'm so glad, like, I didn't do something like, you know, like, dude's like, hey, what's your email? And he's like, Dano69 at (laughs) hot now. That's not my email, guys. You know what I'm saying? I got rid of that email like 20 years ago. I'm so glad that I just used my name as everything. You're smart. You're like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, perfect awesome. That is actually his email.
0: (laughs) Seriously. Don't, if, if, if you send something to that email and you don't get anything back, there's a reason why people Russ, I, I gotta say thank you again for having me over and doing this. I feel like we touched on a lot of good stuff. You feeling good. We all good.
1: Yeah, man. I truly did enjoy this. Um, I think we pretty much touched on everything and we didn't, uh, go down any, Dirty roads that we didn't have to go down. That's right. uh, Maybe a couple of wormholes, but not too many dirty roads. That's a good thing. That's a beautiful thing. No, man. I think it's sweet. Um, You know, our sport probably overlooks you sometimes, and you always have been the dude that's, you know, at the site at 7 in the morning for the plus 50 dudes where there's two entries and you're there with the same, um, excitement as the last rider of pro men. So I think, um, you know, I, on behalf of all the riders, I know for me, for all the years, you've always been nothing but respectful and always have, uh, you know, had just sheer love and excitement for, uh, the sport. So if you are listening to this and you see Dano, you give him a shout out because, He's the main reason that a lot of us get to do cool things like this. So give him some love.
0: Russ, appreciate it. Thank you. You're on the podcast so I can give you the love, bro. But you're here giving yeah, it all to me, well, man. And I appreciate it. It's a beautiful thing. All right. All right, everybody. Well, there it is. Episode number 125. Well, it's almost in the books. We'll be right back a little bit more right here. That's Rusty Malinowski. I'm Daniel Lomano. And this is the Golden Mike Podcast. Oh, yeah. You know this episode wouldn't be complete if we didn't talk about SeaDeck Marine Products. They're the biggest name in marine flooring and for a good reason. SeaDeck has fabricators and installers all over the country, ready to provide you with the perfect flooring solution for your boat. Check out their newly redesigned website, SeaDeck.com, that's now easier to navigate and is filled with so much great new content you can still request a free sample pack of SeaDeck flooring to be sent directly to your door. And if they don't already have the pattern you're looking for to bring your next dream project to life, they can digitize your boat and create a custom job to your exact specifications. What are you waiting for, folks? Get a quote today at SeaDeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K dot com. Your boat, my friends. Deserve CDAC. Presented by CDEC Marine Products. It's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano. I do want to thank the bone crusher, Rusty Malnowski, one more time. He opened up his doors to me. Opened up for that great interview. It's been awesome building a rapport with him throughout all these years. I remember back when Rusty was basically one of the most seriously focused dudes out there. He had visions and goals, and he reached them every single time, no matter what it took. He's treated me fairly and more than fairly throughout the years, and I've hung out with him as a guest at his hometown of Humboldt, Saskatchewan in Canada and I've announced some of his biggest contest accomplishments and wins. And I appreciate him for taking the time out of his busy schedule to chat it up with me over there at his house in Claremont, baby. Meanwhile, my schedule is getting pretty busy as well. This weekend, I'm heading to stop number four of the Malibu Boats Rider Experience at Lake Anna State Park, located in Spotsylvania County, Virginia. You know, I originally read it as Sportsylvania, so I was kind of looking forward to seeing some athletic vampires. No? Nothing? You guys weren't feeling the pun? huh eh, all good. Anyways, I guess I'll just stick to announcing, and I'm going to head out there. This marks the North Wakeboard Regional Championships with the WWA. We've got the Surfgate Sunday. Uh, it's going to be an awesome time. I hope to see all of you who I haven't seen at the first three stops out there. But anyways, the following week, I'm going to be heading out to Monroe, Washington, just outside of Seattle. We're heading up there for the WWA Nautique Wakeboard National Championship, something like my 16th year in a row. I'm super stoked to be out there, not just because I get to see some amazing wake riders of all levels and age brackets, but I also am going to be super close to Radar Lake, and it's one of my favorite places in the world to hopefully catch a ride Usually the guys from Radar Aronics extend an invitation. So if anybody who's up around and or listening, hint, hint I'm going to be in the area. So don't forget about your main man Oh, After that, a little off time. I'm heading to Cleveland for the World Yo-Yo Contest to see over 300 of the best yo-yo players from around the world perform death-defying yo-yo tricks. I love Toad Water Sports, folks. But it does feel nice sometimes to check out some other competitions out there, including Yo-Yo. Then on August 9th, I'm off to sunny Warsaw, Indiana for the 45th Inmar Division 1 Show Ski National Championships. Hanging out, talking Cornfest, and just getting back to my old school Show Ski roots. After that, I'm back in the Illinois, Wisconsin area, and I'll be in full Twin Lakes Cornfest mode. August 16th and 17th are the dates. As a reminder, you can get all the latest Twin Lakes Cornfest information at tlcornfest.com or at tlcornfest on Instagram, Twin Lakes Cornfest on Facebook. Now is the time to get your lodging and travel situation all squared away. We are less than a month away. I want you guys to come out, enjoy the water skiing, the live music, all the corn you can handle. Professional long distance jumper, Zach Warden, Bob Sovin, David O'Quive. These are just a few of the names we're going to be on hand. Uh, the level of action, it's going to be unbelievable. You don't want to miss out. Anyways, thanks you all for listening and an enormous thank you to the sponsors of this podcast for their continued support. Thank you to Sea Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Masterline, Centurion Boats, WSIA, Roswell Marine. O'Brien, Led Wake, Conley, Ronix, Hyperlight, and Gopuck. Behind the scenes, a special thanks to Jenner Carruth on the web, Jane Levy in the office, Arthur Shabashevich on copy, and Rich Walsh on sound. Guys, that's it. That's all for me. A reminder you can follow me on Facebook at the Golden Mike Podcast, on Instagram at DanoT Mano, and you guys can always message me there or at golden mike at noise of the want to thank you all for tuning in and listening as always on the noise of the north himself i'm dan lamano and you can hear me next time once again right here on the golden mike podcast